Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Welcome back to Seniors in Tech, a mini-series where we bust stereotypes by talking to seniors who either worked in the tech industry at the beginning of the digital era or who are currently tech-fluent in their everyday lives. I'm Dr. Nikki Ackermans, and this week we are talking to Sandra Foster, a former high school teacher who taught herself about Max just to help with her job. Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, give us your cred for being a senior and being in tech. <laughs> uh, I'm Sandy Foster, and uh, I've had Max since the mid to late 80s. Mm-hmm. I at one time repaired all the Max and Apple computers for the school district where I was a French teacher. And I had to stop that when I hurt my back, but I continued doing, quote, tech support, unquote, for all my friends and relatives for a very long time. I'm no longer as knowledgeable, up to date as I used to be, but I am still a reference for a lot of people. And I enjoy participating in um, Allison Sheridan's podcast group. <laughs> She's a lot of fun. And I normally I would be saying, well, geez, she's a lot of fun, and I've never even met her, but I have because she comes here to the Las Vegas area for for uh, the conferences. And uh, so a couple of times I've been able to go and, and meet up with her, and that's been really fun. Well, that's really nice. So getting into all of this, what started you out getting interested in, in computers, actually? I had a stepfather who was interested in all kinds of science from astronomy all the way through computers and so on. And this was back in the probably late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. long time ago. So he gave me at one time, a Texas instruments, 99 something. I forget what exactly <laughs> it was, but uh, so I kind of learned a little bit about some basic language programming and just for interest, I thought I could use this computer to do things for my classroom. But unfortunately, you could only do like 16 characters. (laughs) Anyway, so I figured out I couldn't use this computer because it just, first of all, it was 
almost impossible to type in a foreign language unless you bought all kinds of add-ons for it. Mm. Secondly, it wasn't wide enough to even fill a page or even half a page. It was just very narrow. So Never you had considered that. <laughs> yeah, it was just awful. And but it was fun to learn. And so then I started thinking about all I could do if I had a computer. I had friends who had computers. So I started thinking, well, that's what I should do. I could computerize the stuff I do. I can mix and match things as I need them instead of having to redo everything all the time. And the idea of keeping grades on a computer instead of, okay, 100 points there, 90 there, 80 there, and adding it all up constantly, it, it just really sounded great. So I bought a it was a resale. Somebody had bought a Mac 512 KE and traded it in on a plus. And then somebody upgraded this 512 to a plus. So I bought that. That was my first Mac. And I have never, ever looked back. Um, (laughs) The Mac, I, I actually went to a friend's house and looked at his IBM and then he told me that, Oh no, I would have to buy special software to type in a foreign language. Ah. And, and I was living in a town where almost everybody spoke Spanish. It was a border town. Okay. So I was doing a lot in three languages. And um, I thought, gee, having to buy software to even be able to do this. And then everything was command line stuff. Mm. And I didn't want to do that. I had another friend who had a Mac. And the minute I saw her Mac and saw that I could type right away in any foreign language, practically, uh, or any language that I needed to type in. Mm-hmm. And the trash can was the crowning convincer. Really? The trash can. Because you put something in it and it just went and blew up. You know, <laughs> it was just adorable. And I thought, oh, I don't have to keep track of what I'm throwing away because the trash can is telling me what I've done. Oh. And so that trash can just, it was cute. It had a face. It was, it was not like <laughs> the trash can today. So I got my first Mac and... I have never looked back. Um, at one point, I was repairing all the apples and Macs for my uh, school district in my off hours. So you you learned how to fix your own, and then you just someone was like, "Well, she knows how to fix computers," so you became everyone's computer repair person. Well, they the school district actually saw how interested I was in doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. and they said, "Do you want to go away and learn how to do this and become a certified Apple tech?" Awesome. I said, oh, yeah. (laughs) So I did. And the scariest part of that was that almost everything had a CRT in it at the time. And so you're working around these CRTs, which was a little nerve wracking. I was the oldest person in the class. I was probably, oh, I don't know, maybe 40 at that point. Okay. And um, 35, 40, somewhere in there. And I was the oldest person there. Everybody else called me mom. There were these guys who were going to go into, you know, repairing computers as as a job like it at the equivalent of Best Buy at the time. And there I was, and we just had a blast, a a wonderful time. So I came back and started repairing computers in my school district when I wasn't teaching French. So, and a a huge part of my job at that point with the computers was teaching people how to do backups. Okay. Um, People just didn't understand how necessary it was. And I was constantly getting the call of, I've lost everything. Oh and it no! Was secretary and all the all the school records were gone. You know, so oh okay. Because like I guess that. people, since it was pretty new, people either knew a lot about it, like you, or were just completely like, "This is terrifying. It's brand new. I don't know." Exactly. Um, so exactly. were you one of like the only ones, especially you were saying of your age, getting into this new technology at the time? Um, there were a lot of teachers who were using 
Apple II's in the lower grade levels. Okay. Um, but they were using, you know, the, the educational software and stuff. There were a few gradually as it kind of went further and further. There were a few more who were using it to produce content for their classrooms. There were some who were starting to do their grades on the computer. Doing grades on a computer was blissful, absolutely blissful. <laughs> You'd have a, a student who'd go home and say, oh, she hates me, you know, and that's why I'm failing. And the parent would come in and I could say, here's his printout. Yeah, <laughs> here's the computer and, version. And by the way, there's a bar graph of the last test I gave in this class. And you'll see how many people got A's and B's and C's. And he's one of two that got an F, you know? And so you, you, yeah. the parent would go away saying, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, <laughs> you have yeah. computer proof right here. <laughs> Exactly. And then what was really fun was that most everybody there spoke Spanish. And so Mm. the the kids didn't realize that I could get along in Spanish. I'm not fluent, but Uh I could get along. And so they'd come with their parent translating and not quite translating. And then I would kind of pop in with, uh, no, this is actually what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sneaky kids. (laughs) Oh, they're fun. They're fun, though. So. Yeah. So you, you were repairing the computers for everyone. Uh, how did it go after that? Uh, well, I had to stop because I hurt my oh, back. Oh, right. You, you injured your back. Yeah. Um, wet floor, carrying oh. computer, try to save the computer, wrecked my back. Um, they were a lot bigger back then, too. So it was probably well, pretty heavy. It was an Apple II. It wasn't that enormous. But it, yeah. And they didn't have a sign up saying that the floor was wet. And mm. So that was that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm fine now, but um, I had to stop. But I still, you know, did um, advice for my friends. I did ram up grades for my friends because I bought myself a strap and, and the tools that were necessary and managed to do that sort of thing. I don't do that stuff anymore because anymore it's really, really tricky. <laughs> Yeah, they made it a little bit harder to uh, start switching out the internal compounds. That's true. Yeah. 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 I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze. 
taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So you said you're you're sort of up to date today, but not as much as you used to be. Do you get people sort of coming at you, expecting you to not even know how to work a, a cell phone and they're kind of surprised yeah. that? Yeah. 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 If I call Apple support, for example, because I'm having some weird problem that I have not been able to figure out, or my husband's having a weird problem that I can't figure out, mm-hmm. then um, they start walking me through and I'll say, wait a minute, you know, this is what I've done. This is what I've done. This, 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 now what? Yeah. And, oh, and that's fine because it saves everybody a lot of time okay so and uh and how do you you know i'm sure there's other people that are your age or maybe friends of yours because they ask you for advice and and they don't know that much about computers um does it kind of make you laugh or do you kind of try and teach them a little bit or oh no i i definitely would like everybody to learn as much as they can because then they can become self-sufficient and more confident. Um, so I'm, I'm a quilter and yes. uh, I go to quilt meetings. Well, when we're not in lockdown and we have listeners can't see it, but your beautiful uh, quilt room, I'm seeing all of the designs. They're really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So, you know, most of them have cell phones and the vast majority of them have iPhones. And so I'll tell them, you know, this is this is how you do this and this is how you do that. And um, and I talk a lot to them about security because it's very important because no one thinks about that when you can't even, you know, make the phone turn on. Security is your last concern. Exactly. And um, people don't understand how easy it is to get hacked and just how important it is to take certain basic steps. So I do talk about that. I am absolutely not in the same class as, say, Allison and Steve are, mm-hmm. um, or I'm sure you, uh, but no, no, really. But but at least I know as much as I need to know to know when I need help and when I can help somebody else. And for a very long time, our two daughters and their husbands came to me for tech support. Now that my grandchildren are older, they're all teenagers and one's 21 now. Um, now they help their parents, but every now and again, it's, oh, um, they couldn't help me with this or they're busy. And can you help me and oh. give me advice about that? And that makes me feel good. It yeah, does. that must be really nice. How do you, how would you recommend to your uh, friends who are, who are other seniors to keep up to date? With, with tech, with everything new that's coming out? Well, I don't think you can keep up to date with everything. Well, if yeah. You, if you're not in tech and that's not your, your primary goal. But I do think that basically what you have to do is make sure that updates are applied. Mm-hmm. When they are released updates, and I'm not telling anybody, I usually tell them, don't put on the, the beta forms because, you know, yeah. it's your only device, you could lose it, mm-hmm. you know lose the use of it. Um, so I tell them, you know, stay up to date because even if it's not a big thing and it looks like it's just a little thing, it's got security updates in it. And yeah. that's the big thing. So, and then sometimes they'll ask me what, what I think about, you know, which phone should they get, which iPad should they get? And so we talk about what their needs are and 
then I tell them what what's available and the advantages of this one or that one. A couple of people, I've even gone to an Apple store with them to help them yeah. <laughs> something out. So, and that's fun. I like doing that. Yeah. It's always nice to see the new shiny products on the shelves and all that. And spend somebody else's money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you think that because you learned how to repair the computers and, and work them all the way at the beginning, it's easier for you to understand them now? Absolutely. And I have no no problem at all telling people that. I was lucky. I got in when it was still fairly straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I was only working on one device, just one. Yeah. And I mean, the the phone came about. I didn't even get the first phones. I didn't get one until the four. How, how come? Well, I was on Verizon. Oh, okay. <laughs> they didn't have it. Just and practical. <laughs> so I finally called Verizon and said, are you getting it? And they said, not right now. And I said, I'm sorry. I can't wait any longer. I need so my I iPhone. <laughs> I need an iPhone. I really have to have an iPhone. Well, and I sold it to my husband by saying, look, I have an, uh, I have an iPod. I have a Palm. I can have them both be the same thing if I just get an iPhone. <laughs> and so he, he said, oh, okay. You know, up to then I had a flip phone. Oh, yeah. Good old flip phones. They're coming back. They're coming back. (laughs) Yeah. I I laughed when I saw that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I had one too back in the day. (laughs) Well, I I bet I can top you though. My very first cell phone was, do you know what a bag phone is? Uh, I have an idea in my mind. (laughs) It looked like an old fashioned telephone receiver, you Mm -hmm. know, with an earpiece and an all-in-one earpiece and and mouthpiece. Mm -hmm. But to hang it up, you put it on a bag on the floor of your car. Okay, yeah. A big, and, like one of those big portable. cubes. Not really, yeah. It was just in your car. It was just in your car, yeah. And from there, I graduated to this thing that I thought was so much more convenient because it was only maybe, oh, I don't know, 12 or 14 inches tall and maybe about four or five <laughs> A inches. milk carton? <laughs> yeah, and, and it actually fit in one of my purses sticking okay. out, but it fit, you know, and I could <laughs> Well, you had it. to show it off. You had to have it sticking out so you could, everyone could well, know. Well, no, it was, I only did it once and it was for an emergency. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, it really wasn't convenient to carry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone through all the evolutions of cell phones. I have, I have. And, and basically the, the reason I first even got my very first cell phone was living in a border town to go anywhere. I had to go through a lot of unoccupied area. If I had a breakdown or something, there was mm. nothing. So, yeah, it was a matter of mm, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite piece of tech? Favorite piece of tech? You're going to make me choose? Yeah. Well, for portability, it has to be my iPhone. But because I'm older, actually elderly, ancient, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I am, um, Vision is better on my iPad. Okay. But I also love my Mac, which is what I'm on right now with you. <laughs> and I do love my AirPods. Oh, you've got the whole deal. <laughs> and my watch. I, I, I wear my watch from the moment I wake up until the moment I go to sleep. So, okay. yeah. So you I can't pick. Just I can't. All of it. <laughs> okay. My, my favorite remark that you had in our background email was that you design your quilts with tech. And I really want to know how that works because I'm a crafter as well. And I just thought that was really cool. 
Oh, okay. Well, okay. Uh, first of all, I only designed some of them. I do use other people's patterns too, because okay. I just, some of them just get me and I think, oh, I love that. I've got to make that. That is a lot uh, of work but, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, uh, but there is some software out there. It's called Electric Quilt, abbreviated oh. EQ. And they're in their eighth iteration mm-hmm. for the first five or six versions. It was Windows only. Well, even it predated Windows, even it was PC only. Okay. Uh, and so for a while, I used uh, dual booting on, on my Mac to, oh. to use it. But they <laughs> finally ported it over to the Mac. And so I have the Mac version. And um, so it, you can use predetermined layouts, predetermined blocks, or you can design your own. You can do everything from scratch completely, or you can meld things they've already got, or you can use a combination of the two. And you can color it. You can even import fabrics. Oh, wow. So that you can play with color and uh, figure out how things are going to look. And really cool. yeah, so it's, it's great. And then, then um, as a quilter, I was early on, I was told how important it is to put a label on the back of your quilts because they've got so many antique quilts and nobody knows yeah. where they come from. Yeah. So uh, I do my labels um, via some embroidery software that also works on the Mac. This is stuff I never knew existed, but I bet once you're in this hobby or, or just someone who uses it very often, it's probably super helpful. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Um, it, it really is great. There's, there's software for keeping track of knitting patterns. Mm-hmm. There's software for all kinds of crafts. And some of it is available on the iPad. Um, oh, great. The stuff I use is not. I have to do it on my Mac, which is fine, but it would be nice if I could do it somewhere else too, you know, so. No, I think that's really great. You've seen how the digital tech has been evolving for a while. Where do you think things are going to go from here? If you, if you had to guess. Oh, well, I definitely think we're going to see more about virtual reality. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure how I will use it or if I will, Mm -hmm. but I'm interested in, in seeing what happens there. I think I, I really think the age of smaller, 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 smaller is probably coming to a close. It is getting close. Yeah. There is a point at which small is too small. Mm-hmm. And I think we may have gotten there. Yeah, um, I actually reported on that a few weeks back that uh, we were getting to the atomic level now for microchips. And it's like, once we get there, uh, it's not much more we can go, <laughs> but it, it is. Uh, it might be one more leap into the very small and then that's going to be it. Well, you're talking about one thing and I think I'm talking about another. I'm talking about, for example, screen size, device size. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, yeah, we can make all these things as small as possible. Maybe in the future, they'll make them, you know, in a, in a version of tiny that we can't even conceive of at the moment, mm-hmm. but the screens are still going to have to be there to the point where we can see them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and to your point, the iPhones are actually have gotten bigger now. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the much bigger screens, which I hate because they're too big for my hand. <laughs> yeah, I can't use the plus size. Yeah. I they're they're kind of designed for the average male hand, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. so they need more, uh, petite female engineers. Yeah, they probably do. They probably do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other aspects uh, of tech in your life 
that you want to mention of how seniors use tech and that, you know, you actually know about it more than, you know, oh, grandma doesn't know how to turn on her iPhone. So Right, right. Yeah, that's that gets me angry every time I hear something like that. But um, because, yeah, there are some. But then there are some young people who don't. My, I have exactly. a daughter who really doesn't care, doesn't want to know, just mm-hmm. throws up her hands and says, I don't know and I don't want to know. My husband calls himself a caveman. He doesn't want to know. When he was first having to buy a computer, because he has a retirement job through a university here, and he had to get a computer and he was going to buy a cheap Windows one. And I said, fine, do what you like. (laughs) But I said, if you need help, good luck. I said, if you want want help, you have to get a Mac because that's (laughs) the only way I can help you. I cannot do anything on a PC. Mm -hmm. So he's got a Mac and it's probably the worst thing I ever decided to tell him. (laughs) now it's constant (laughs) it's constantly asking well at least you can then you know stay trained with your skills yeah uh, (laughs) Yeah. it's it's funny but um it's amazing to me how many more people know stuff than people people just assume it's only young people yeah or even middle-aged people and it's not Mm -hmm. there are a lot of us old people who who know much more than they think that we know So, or, and are interested in a lot more than they think we're interested in. Yeah. Because that's what fuels it, especially with you. It's, it's just that you're interested in it and that's why you want to fix them and know how it works. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that because that's kind of the point of this mini series is, uh, you know, you're here and, and uh, I think it's really great. And I'm really, I'm like so stoked about the quilt thing for some reason. That's, I love it. All right. I, well, I, I love quilting, but, um, and, and my, my sewing machine that I use for my quilting, by the way, is the, the brand actually calls them. Are you ready? Sewing computers. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, they, they're computerized, you know, and uh, I mean, it's not like it will do anything if I'm not sitting there making it do it, but, um, but it's got it a has screen a on it. And... It's got a beautiful big screen color and a uh, well, big, Relatively speaking, it's about the size of my iPad, uh, iPhone Pro, um, but it's uh, it, it has all these stitches built into its memory, and it's got the ability to read a USB stick, uh, oh. and yeah, everything. It's all computerized. <laughs> so <That's> awesome. <laughs> well, Sandy, thanks for coming on. I'm really glad we got to chat, and you could give us some insight into your your sort of path through technology. Thank you for having me, Nikki. It was lovely meeting you. Come back next week for the next edition of Seniors in Tech. You can find me hosting my own senior interview podcast over at Stories Your Granny Never Told, where some of our guests might make an appearance. Catch you next week to talk to Dr. Ruth Pords, who worked on computer software that ran particle accelerators around the world. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.